One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham. I'm an Amazon seller, and the whole point of this podcast is just to make Amazon an easier place to navigate uh, and to help you grow your selling business. I have with me a service provider that I use myself, so this is very easy to recommend. Uh, they've solved a problem for us because, uh, uh, as, as you're going to see, we're going to talk about a few complicated things, and uh, some of you need the right person to do the right job. So I've got Justin Trigger of Z. Uh, welcome. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks for having us on. So. Um, I'll give a. I'll I'll tell you what I use Z for. What we just recently did. Um, a lot of people know that uh, one of our top brands that we are have a partnership with is Bondic. Uh, they've gone viral on TikTok, and they're very keen on going international. And I couldn't take them to enough countries. They would want to go everywhere if if, if uh, we were ready. Um, and so um, we wanted to go to Australia. It seemed like a low-hanging fruit. They had no existing partnerships there. And so we've worked with Z for the past few months and, and we're live and like we're selling, you know, a few units a day, um, uh, enough to like make a reorder interesting. Uh, and they, Z made it just like uh, pretty seamless and, and took, you know, explained things very well. So. I'm really happy. That's what that's what uh, they they do well. But there's a few other things that they do that I'm I want to learn a little bit more about. You guys offer a lot of different services, um, but um, I actually don't even know uh, how to distinguish. Like when I think about a new country, I think of okay, there's the tax compliance, there's the uh, and like and then being able to import. There's kind of those two different things that you have to be able to do. And maybe sometimes like there's a, even additional things that you have to do in a country, depending on what's required. But um, one thing that you guys do is you serve as an importer of record. Like what is an importer of record and like how does that apply to like Amazon sellers? So uh, thanks, Scott. Um, so an importer of record essentially is the, en- the local entity in the destination country who takes on all the legal responsibilities in that country for the import. So if you would take, for example, uh, your shipment into Australia, uh, the government in Australia wants to know that there's a local registered entity in Australia that has a director in Australia who will take responsibility to make sure that every item that comes there, if there's certification and import permits that are required, they've been applied for, that the classification of those products um, based on the HS codes is, is correct. And uh, that obviously will, uh, will affect the duties that are charged, the taxes that are charged, um, and that if anything goes wrong with those products in country, that there's a go-to party who will take full liability to the government um, for those imports. So and name so, that goes on that right. document is, is, is the legal, legal party liable for all taxes, responsibilities, and consequences in country for the goods. Right. If someone were to try and do it themselves, they'd kind of have to become a business in that country, uh, right? And Correct. And I mean, that sounds like a headache to me. I don't want to be, have more businesses, more tax filings, more like things that I have to think about on a yearly basis. So it's actually, it's even further than that, Scott. It's, uh, it's actually almost impossible for an Amazon seller to do that because... 
uh, it's not just having a paper presence in the country. You actually have to have offices with an address with employees in the country for it to be considered you know, a viable importer into most countries in the world. They don't, they don't just allow you to import really? with a, a registration number. So the, it's uh, monetarily prohibitive and then administratively prohibitive. And that's really why, uh, that's why we're in business. So we, we set up that infrastructure all around the world so that Amazon sellers could piggyback on our infrastructure in all those countries. Yeah. So, and then getting into Europe, everyone's like, we well, got to get an EORI number. How does that number relate to uh, importer of record? So uh, in order to be a seller on Amazon in Europe, you have to have a European VAT number, and you'll also have to have an EORI number, an EORI number, uh, and that will allow you to trade in Europe. So that's going to allow you to uh, uh, charge your customers, invoice your clients, charge them VAT, and uh, file returns in the country. However, uh, that won't be sufficient to allow you to import into the country um, because uh, all the European uh, countries require to have, and the UK, many countries around the world, uh, an actual physical presence in the country to be the importer so that they have a go-to person that they can hold liable for any errors, mistakes, liability that they need to, to slap on you. So I hope that answers it. If you can yeah, see yeah. that the, the VAT in the ORR gives you the 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 paperwork which is required to to actually trade but import is something over and above that and that that would yeah. never be enough so um amazon is also trying to like uh they're very uh they're helping out sellers do this go international i get hit up with account managers sometimes i don't always uh use their services but like so uh, what does Amazon offer uh, versus um, where you guys fit in this picture? Um, Amazon, uh, they have a, two services, which, are, which are an Amazon seller wanting to go international could take advantage of. Um, the one is their VAT registration service, where they will assist sellers in making applications for a VAT registration in the destination country. They'll assist them in applying for the EORR number. Um, and after that, we'll assist them in filing their VAT returns on a monthly and quarterly basis uh, on their behalf. So they take care of a lot of that legislative part they'll take care of. So um, I don't think they do it. They usually work with... Uh, they have partners which they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they do it outsource it to, exactly. Um, and on the, on the delivery side, they also have uh, their, their global network of freight forwarders that they work with also, which will assist in the... Uh, international delivery of the goods to the foreign destination center. So that's really where Amazon fits in. So if you could see it as they'll, they have services which assist you or partners which assist you in picking up the goods and delivering it. And once you've sold, they have partners who assist you to make the necessary statutory filings that are required to account for the sales. But explicitly in all their, their literature, they say that they will never take on the liability to be the import of record. And uh, there is no official partner of Amazon who will take on that liability, bearing in mind how wide that liability goes. It's tax-related, it's liability, personal liability responsibility on such a wide range of products that they import. Um, and that's really the, the niche which we fit into. And that, that's been our business for the last seven years. Uh, we specialize in 
mitigating that risk. Mm-hmm. And we have, yeah. uh, you know, over- the, the truth is like I came on um, and I didn't realize, like, I actually think we're, we're probably going to hit you guys up again to become importer of record for our Europe because we've been working with Amazon to get our VAT and ERIs took a lot longer than I want. It's not easy. Like these, these processes that we're talking about, uh, you kind of have to have all your organization docs ready and, and, and still to fill out a ton of things. But even then, I mean, still getting goods into the country is uh, another step. And you, you guys do this for all the European countries, I presume? We do it for anywhere where, where Amazon has a fulfillment right. center. We yeah. do it. So we actually provide the service for other industries in 200 countries around the world. So we actually have the capabilities to do it everywhere. Um, but anywhere where Amazon has a fulfillment center, we specialize uh, in providing it there. So the USA, Canada, Mexico, UK, every European fulfillment center, Japan, mm-hmm. Singapore, Australia. Um, you guys do uh, Mexico as well? Yeah. Well, shoot, I'm going to have to dive in on that one. I've had a heck of a time with Mexico. And uh, I think what's what's unique about Mexico is that uh, I know there's other ways of selling with via Amazon in Mexico, but we'll allow you, we facilitate your delivery into the performance center. So the goods are sitting in Mexico to sell. So you can, you can participate in FBA and uh, in Prime and all the things that you wouldn't have been able to do had they been pulling stock out of their USA performance center. Um, it, it transforms the sale, obviously, in, the, in those destinations. Mexico has really not been a lot of fun at all. Uh, like I said, I just don't want to create organizations in other countries um, if I don't have to. And um, I have enough tax problems here in the U.S. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not dodging taxes. It just takes a lot of work. No, no, it's effort and it's bureaucracy. And, it, and once you're in it, you're in it. You've got to file every month. And then there's queries oh. and penalties. You know, it's, it's, it, there's, op- there's emotional obstacles and uh, bureaucracy obstacles. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So um, uh, w- what point do you think someone's like, say, big enough to consider uh, international? Uh, you know, like what, what, uh, what size do you think a seller should be? You know, what we've learned in our, in our history is that uh, we've been doing a business internationally. That's our business for years. And uh, I think one thing which always uh, surprised us initially, and now it's just like, like part of our culture, is that you think uh, different countries are different. They're actually 95% the same. People are the same. There's 5% nuances. So uh, as a business, Z takes on any size clients. But my recommendation would be if you've got a successful, profitable business in your local country, there's no reason why you shouldn't succeed in an international market. There's no reason. People are the same. They like the same products. You've got to get your pricing right, your marketing correct, which will take you a few months. And once you hit that, um, why would you close off options of, of having another whole market yeah. available to you? You know, um, I see. You know, sometimes I feel like all e-commerce is uh, is just jumping hoops. You know, getting things in the right place, checking the right boxes. I mean, I, I, I think that more a little bit with Amazon, you know, they have category gating, they have, um, there's all sorts of like things that you just have to do. And I see going international, as just another one of those things. Um, you get everything in the right position and other people haven't done that. So um, 
there really isn't uh, the same diversity of products in some of these international markets. And so if you're there providing a good offer, like you're just uh, not, you know, competing against so many people, like uh, we're in a few categories that are just like, it's just chock full, hundreds of people. We have like a ping pong paddle. We're on page two and there are so many ping pong paddles in the U.S. But like if you're on a, in an international marketplace, there's fewer. It's actually not as hard to get to the top. So that's why we kind of see it as an opportunity. And I and I uh, some international markets just kind of surprise you. Like your your product just fits. Uh, yeah. Uh, France, for example, the ping pong paddle sold a thousand units, just like whew, out the door. Um, why France when it's not even the biggest uh, European marketplace? I I don't know, but um, that's kind of why I see like you know almost any hoop that I see, it's usually worth it because other people aren't doing that. Yeah, and I think the beauty of using us is that uh, you have one point of contact that you will have direct contact with. We have an app which you engage with, literally like sending a WhatsApp to your account manager. And they manage every single destination that you're sending to, no matter what you're sending, which country. You have one person who's literally project managing the entire process for you. So it, it makes, you know, you could imagine you have your local business and then you have one person who's dealing with all your international uh, transactions, the transport, the delivery, the clearance, the the delivery into the fulfillment center, and then you manage the account and seller central like you do your local account. It's uh, okay. it's you know sleep easy with an incredible person yeah. on the other side looking after your international business. So I got a I'm going to take I got a question that I think is just fun. It may not be uh, completely useful. What's the hardest country to get in, and what's the easiest country to get in? Um, I would say. Probably the easiest country to get into is uh, the U.S. <laughs> How's that? Um, it, it's not uh, – th there's simplicities in their tax system, which makes it a little bit simple because you guys have sales tax. You don't have a VAT, which which creates a whole other complexity in the, in the destination country. I did not um, expect that answer. <laughs> <laughs> the most difficult country is probably Germany. Um okay. Uh, as far as Amazon fulfillment countries go, um, it's, uh, it's it's very complex, difficult. Well, well shoot. Well, then why are we trying to go into Germany? But we, it's our expertise that it's you know we we if through us it will be simple, but it is complicated. They are uh, to the book on every single thing, and they have uh, very strict valuation rules especially with Brexit, they changed a lot of stuff. So it's, it's been uh, quite, a, quite a, a job to stay on top of the regulations in, in Germany. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, that's interesting. Because um, Germany is definitely one of the better opportunities as well. Like, definitely. You know, there's no doubt that um, I, when it comes to size of uh, Amazon marketplaces, you know, there's US and then I think the next tier down is UK, Germany, and maybe Japan in terms of volume. Um, and, uh, but, you know. Definitely. So as far as, as far as your guys' work cons is concerned to enter into Germany, it's no different to going into any other place, but the actual import process is extremely complex. 
Okay. Um, but that's, yeah, that, that's our cool. bread and butter business. That's the place we love to send to because we do it brilliantly. And we know that if a client sends, they're going to get stuck. It's just, it's just that right. hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> there's a few things I'm like, okay, glad I had this conversation. Um, and, um, I like, this is uh, an aside. I haven't really said this to my audience ever. Like if I were to do this podcast just for my own education, like it'd be worth it. <laughs> but like, it turns out it's just like, it's just like me, like doing, um, you know, investigative, uh, phone calls out there where I'm like trying to learn something, but it turns out I just hit the record button. So very interesting. I'll have to, you know, uh, follow up on these. So how long does like, how long does this, this, do some of these processes take? So let's say from sign on until you'd be ready to ship uh, would probably take five to seven days to set you up in our system and load all your products. Uh, we have a full team which will check all the compliance on those products, classify them, assess the duty and tax rates into every destination so that we have that all ready for you to go should you choose to ship into any destination. And then within seven days, we would be ready to pick up your first shipment um, into any country you wanted. And then generally, uh, we take care also of the air freight as well. We have uh, hugely competitive rates uh, with all these carriers because of the volumes that we do. And then it would say be three days, let's say on average, uh, from pickup to delivery into the country. And then another day for clearance through customs and another day for delivery into the final fulfillment center. So let's say five days from uh, pickup to delivery in most destinations. Um, but you could be you could be in an international fulfillment center 14 days after signing up with us, which is quite something. Yeah, I have talked a little bit about air freight recently, but like, do you guys support sea freight as well? So we do. Uh, Sea freight, primarily we allow clients to choose their sea freight partner um, and uh, you can use whoever you want. Yeah. And in those transactions, we just appoint the destination broker. So we, we insist on having control over that process because that's where things get stuck. And we have a specialist broker in every single country which we deal with um, who files all the, all, the, all the clearances through customs on our behalf. So it's very versatile. Uh, we do also have an in-house uh, sea freight options if you wanted to use those as well, but uh, we're not picky on that. For you know, I mean, this is this is this is awesome. Like, I mean, you guys keep doing things that I didn't I didn't uh, think you did, and um, it's kind of a good timing for us. Hopefully, we can uh, solve a few of these things before Q4 um, and get a few things in place by then. I mean, like, there's just like always uh, complexities and in uh, things. Um, sometimes uh, countries, uh, you mentioned this a little bit, require maybe even monthly settlements uh, or like filings versus some that might be a yearly. How should a seller be thinking about that? And, and also like what it's going to cost uh, me to be using that type of service. I think, you know, that a lot of the, uh, complexity is actually getting yourself set up, you know, getting the registration, getting that all done. Uh, once you're actually selling overseas, uh, Amazon's outsourced VAT services take care of most of that stuff for you. It's very little hassle. If there's okay. a monthly filing, they'll file monthly for you. If there's quarterly filing, they'll file quarterly for you. And they have all your stats, all your sales that you've made, which they'll they'll do. So I, I wouldn't see that as a hindrance. 
to me selling and I wouldn't worry about it too much. You know, it's the, like you're saying, the hard work is putting the paperwork together to actually get yourself set up. But once you're there and your stock's arrived, yeah, I'd say you can pretty much. Obviously, everything needs your attention, but it's it's not a that's not a headache that I would worry about as okay. a seller. So this is like pretty much just like upfront, you know. Uh, exactly, it's right. And then once you got your second order, your third order, it just gets easier and easier. Easier and easier. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, that's kind of how I've seen it, and it's kind of how I want it to be. <laughs> I don't want to uh, think about these all the time. Um. This has been super helpful. I, uh, you know, probably have like four follow-up uh, conversations with you guys on um, whether it's to, we're talking about some of our clients on our agency side or for uh, the different selling businesses that I have. Um, you know, I've got one brand that like, you know, any country we could take them to, they'll say like, yes, let's go, let's go. Amazing. Can I ask you a question, Scott? Yeah, well, of course. I need. I want to do a bit of a service survey, but I want to know how was your experience with our team going to Australia? I know it was you. Were, you hadn't um, been there before, and it was so uh, pretty good. Uh, no, I mean, we're, we're there. We went live, and it didn't. I mean, it didn't take us too long. So I know all the conversations uh, between our, our teams have like uh, done fairly well. Um, the one thing that like we were selling our product at not the right price. So we kind of blew through um, half of uh, the order and like, I think we were at break even. And so um, kind of like, you know, it's actually a lot like selling on Amazon for the first time on amazon.com because the first time you sell on amazon.com, like yeah, at one point you're going to be like, okay, I have to dive into all these fees and make sure that I'm actually selling at the right price. And I think you have to do that a little bit with international. And there's a few mm-hmm. other pieces in, in, in the same pie. It's the same kind of process, but, um, you know, there uh, was uh, to go there, the, the freight and uh, uh, import cost duties, that whatever I think was about, uh, you know, I think it's about eight or nine dollars per product. That might be Australian dollars. Uh, and, um, we hadn't calculated that too much in our selling price. Sorry, selling price. And so, um, yeah. So that, that was the one thing that like, you know, we had to like, after being there for about a month, we had to like reset, be like, okay, um, what is this actually costing us? Now it's priced there. And mm-hmm. so, um, but, Outside of that, like, uh, let me put it this way. We've tried to go to a lot of countries this year and Australia is the only one that we succeeded in. And that's probably because of you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, I hope to I help mean, you succeed in many more. We, we have, we have products stuck in Canada. We finally got through some of the things, but then like Canada had some FCs shut down because of COVID, like the Canadian government shut them down. Uh, so like, we got all sorts of problems, but Australia worked. So uh, that that that's what matters the most. But glad you glad you're the one asking the questions right now. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this is super interesting. Uh, as I said, like you know, I, I should have write, been writing down more notes so I make sure that I follow up with the right things. Uh, where can uh, people uh, learn more about what you guys do and uh, what's a good uh, touch point starting point? So I think the best place to start is our website. It's z.co, z-e-e.co. 
yep. um, gives you a pretty good breakdown of what our services are and how we operate. And then you're more than welcome to reach out through the our contact page and, the, and someone will get back to you quickly uh, yep. and really answer all the questions that you have and uh, yeah, take it from there. Awesome. I, yeah. So yeah, guys, if you actually want to go to another country, use Z. If you want to fail, do what I was doing before. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast to talk about a few of uh, the details that are required to really consider as, as you go international. Thank and, you, Scott. We really appreciate it. We appreciate yeah. your time. And uh, yeah, we look forward to doing many more shipments together. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. That's the idea. Okay, well, the, uh, that, that uh, makes up for this episode, everyone. Make sure you stay tuned for our next. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Take care. One, two, three. Woo!